I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt. And this is the Land Academy Show. This is uh, episode number 1950, believe it or not. And today we are talking about our four-hour investment work week from the road. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in our rig right now. And how mailer yield is a direct result of who answers your phones. Two really important topics, I got to tell you. Let's let's go back to topic number one for a second. I just want to cover these things. For those of you who are watching us, watch this. <laughs> I, I can extend both arms and I'm not hitting a wall. We, uh, <laughs> and I'm not sitting at a kitchen table. We have a new RV and it's Jill's, over there. Jill's delighted. Yes. We we have upgraded everyone. So yeah. For those for those of you who are in our, our RV world, we went from twenty four to thirty eight, basically. And now that we're in thirty eight, okay, already thirty eight, we feel like like wow. And then what's and we've been two nights, by the way, in our thirty eight. And what does Jack say today? Do, do we need a 43 no, or a 45? Geez. You knew that was coming. I'm like, what? Like, we don't need bunk beds. We don't have kids. We don't have pets. And we have these workstations. Well, we have kids, but they're not allowed to come with us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't allow overnight guests. <laughs> no, just kidding. So, kind of. This kinda... is a, a happy wife moment for me. <laughs> oh, well, and you too. Thank you very much. But, uh, and it's a whole different ballgame. So, yes, as you can see, that's. That's going to tie into our topic today because everybody's like, what do I need to know to do this from the road like you guys? You guys are in an RV. Might be the back of a boat. You've had two years in your little RV and we did a good thing. I'm very proud of our two two years in our little RV. I think we fared very well. We stayed together as a couple. <laughs> our companies held on. <laughs> These are all valid points. Exactly. Uh, there Is are it, moments where we didn't, we weren't was, sure about It was touch and go. <laughs> And it was the companies were fine. It was us that was touch and go. But now we're in a in a in a much different situation, and we can really spread out. and And that's what we're going to talk about today. I did a um, I did a show a live thing last week. It was live uh, webinar, which we also streamed on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. It was great. It was so much fun. And here from the road. And the whole topic was, you know as a land investor, can you really do this from the road? How, I mean, so the four hour work week is one part of it and then doing it from the road is another part of it. Putting it together, it's amazing. Yeah. And and that's what we do. Now the land company, the whole land academy this part of it, that's not go, a four hour work week. Are you gonna go into the topic? Or? I guess I am, I will, I will stop now. <laughs> Each week we answer uh, questions from our land academy discord forum. We review land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday uh, member webinar, and we take a deep dive uh, look into two land-related topics that are usually uh, requested on the on the uh, Discord channel or through some venue by our, our members. Let's take a question posted by one of our uh, actual members on the Land Academy Discord online community. If you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Andre wrote... I got my first signed purchase agreement back in in an email. I can't I believe I can sell the lot for three times the purchase agreement price. Awesome, because Andre did it right. 
I would like to talk for to a few agents in the area about what they think it could sell for. Any tips on how to approach the agent and what questions to ask? Sure, really easy. I love this. So, um, and I love I like that too. That's sometimes you know part of my due diligence also. Like, all right, I think I know what's going on. Sometimes I know, and sometimes I'm like, I think I know what's going on. I just want to confirm it. A and B, I want to find an agent anyway. I want to kind of see who I connect with and see how smart these guys are. Let's. Why not bust out the calls now? Why wait? And I'd rather have them lined up. So what you want to do is you want to call them and be a little bit, you don't want to say, I'm staring at a purchase agreement and it's for this amount. Mm -mm. You don't want to share any of that. You want to, you want to just uh, kind of skip along the top. Like I just got this property. Let them assume you own it. Number one, I just got this property and I want to see what you could sell it for great okay awesome i assume you own it you're calling me to sell it you got their attention and then i want you to say this is what i do because i don't want to hang on to it forever i'm not going to do a long thing with them so um i want you to say i want to i want to get your opinion on it and there's no fire i'd like to know what you could sell it for i don't know between like 30 and 90 days kind of thing that's what they knew. great what's where is it okay it's off i 42 or whatever there's yeah wherever it is here's the you want me to email you do you want me to text you the APN what do you want me to do okay and then they're and then they take over all right I'm going to be at my desk uh, in about an hour so why don't you email me here's my email great okay and then I'm going to be in that area on uh, Tuesday afternoon and then I'll get right back to you awesome that is what your initial phone call should be that's it and let them go do it and by the way do that with three people okay because it may take more than three, but I want you to have a conversation with three because if four don't answer the phone at all, you can't get with them. They're not your guy anyway, because if you can't call them about selling a property, people can't call them and reach them about buying a property. So you want to get those responsive agents and those agents that are that are you know excited about this property. And you're and in a perfect world, they're going to come back with, they're going to follow through like you just said. You're going to text them or email them. They're going to reply. Okay, got it. I'll let you know Tuesday after afternoon or Wednesday morning, I'll get you to know what I think. And you're like, great. And then of those three that you connect with, probably two will get back to you. And one of them, hopefully you're really going to connect with. And they're going to go, I love this. I just sold one just like this um, about four months ago, but it wasn't even as nice as this. So here's what I think. I think if we list it for 72, we'll probably get at least 60, 65. That's how it should go. And you're like, awesome. And then at the end of that, you're going to say, great. I appreciate that. Okay, give me a couple weeks to, to finalize everything on my end, which is code for, I haven't closed on it yet, but they don't need to know that. And say, I'm gonna call you back um, and inside of 30 days, watch for me. And they're like, great, I will, done. Andre is brand new, okay. or relatively new. Mm-hmm. He's plastered himself all over Discord. Oh, and he's good. asking all kinds of good questions. This is in great. Fact, the second question uh, later in this episode is from him too. So you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Uh, you you sent some mail out. Uh, you sounds like you got a great property uh, here among another among a group of properties. I think that you're buying or potentially buying, and you're asking questions. Here's a, a basic rule of thumb about when to start reaching out in a local community about a local property that you think you should buy. You know, there's always this risk of you don't control the property. What are you asking? You're asking a lot of questions oh. from local people about a local property mm-hmm. and you don't control it. 
You just got a purchase agreement back. That doesn't mean it's like a, it's signed, sealed, and it's over. True. So you always have to ask yourself, is this property good enough for me to open escrow on and then start doing, uh, getting people's valuation opinions? And that's, a, it's, a, you know, sometimes yes, sometimes no. And you did the right thing. You're asking this community. I would even go f- f- uh, further and try to find somebody who knows the local area and start asking them questions within our group, within reason. Which is what he's kind of doing. Yeah. Well, he's reaching out. He's not saying where it is or anything. Exactly. So we have a would you do this deal section in Discord. Yeah. If you're comfortable, you could post it there. People well, are going to say, heck yes. I answered his question was just about approaching an agent and what to ask. I know. <laughs> you don't want to give away you don't want to give away the APN because the first thing they're saying, you oh, do. Sure, where it is. Where is it? If not, if it's a, not under contract. Well, I have a signed purchase agreement. Well, you know. I disagree. All right. You're, and you are allowed to. That's why there's two people on this uh, show. <laughs> And co-founders. That's hilarious. If you are in any way nervous about that, yes, open escrow, get an escrow number. My goodness, And Jill. still make the phone call. No big deal. <laughs> Today's first topic yes. is called mailer yield is a direct result of who answers your phones. Actually, that's the second topic. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Let me... Today's first topic is called. There we go. For our work week, land investing from the road. Thank you very much, because this is the one I really want to deep dive about, and and the reason is, this was a hot topic last week. So much though, there were there were uh, between one and two hundred of you that showed up to listen to me and watch me and ask me questions live last week about this topic. Not, you know, this is interesting. I'm curious. I I should have asked. Is it more about the four hour work week, or is it more about doing it from the road? I think it was more about the four hour work week. What do you think? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, right, you were there, you watched, yeah. you heard. So, all right. Yeah. Because the questions were, but there were, there were several of you that said, I'm on the road too. I get you guys. I love it. This is what I want to do. Um, we have people in our, you know, it used to be with Jack, it was back of a boat. You know, when we first got together, he's like, I always wanted a business where we did very well. We didn't have to work that hard. We could do it from the back of a boat. So, and you did that. Mm-hmm. And now we transferred to wheels, doing it on <laughs> wheels and doing it on the land. But still, we're not, you know, we're, we're not stationary, if you will. We are for a few minutes, but that's about it. So, so I want to talk about what really goes on and how the heck I can do this and we can do this in a four-hour work week. Um, and a lot of it is... Uh, stuff you've put in place you know i'm going to give jack some credit here we have a lot of systems we have a great team and we've had to work to get to this point but i will i will um so just jump in at any moment this whole topic of four-hour work week. First, let me preface this. I okay. hate I hate little sayings like this. I hate oh. it. Oh, let's a four-hour work week. Oh, you can uh, passive income and you don't have to do anything. That's just not the case. We This is a result of years. Jill's sure. right. Years and years and years. Uh, your first year of land investing, you're not going to have a four-hour work week. It might be closer to 80 if you do yeah. everything right. So, But you can achieve at some point mm-hmm. a four-hour work week. So this entire buying and selling of land the way that we do it is a result of me trying not to work and me surrounding myself, Jill included, Mm -hmm. uh, with somebody who is really efficient, wants the same stuff that I do, you know, and all of our our top managers are just like that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with a couple of exceptions. So um, that's not, there's no no, uh, fibbing 
or no embellishing, let's call it, on any of that. Mm -hmm. A four-hour work week in buying and selling real estate or land specifically is very, very accomplishable. Honest to God, I think it's four hours between the two of us. Oh, well, yeah. Is. Three and a half, 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really how it goes. <laughs> Three and a half hours to me and 30 minutes to Jack, which is you know, not, it's not, it's true. It's not, that's, it's funny, but it's true. Here's how it plays itself yeah. out. You know, if you're starting out or, or you're scaling, let's say you do, if you're between one and 10 deals, you do the first deal, you buy it for four, $10,000, you sell it for 25 and you say, you're either going to say, are you kidding me? I can do this 200 times a year. Mm -hmm. What do I have to do? Because, or you're going to say, I don't like, this is not, it doesn't make any sense to me and I don't like it. So mm -hmm. there's a why in the road there and, you, and you're going to kind of choose which way. Once you go down the, the, the path where the light bulb went off over your head and you want to start, you know, want to do 200 deals mm -hmm. a year then you start to say mm, or if you're me or like me you start to say stuff like hey, i got that deal done and geez i hated doing a mailer i'm gonna get somebody i'm gonna figure out who can do a mailer out there for a lot less money and a lot faster mm -hmm. yeah and i hated talking on the phone that whole time i had to talk to the real estate agent i had to talk to the seller i don't want to do that i got to get somebody else to do that in my case i found a partner who likes mm -hmm. doing that and so step by step by step you get yourself to where you're doing nothing mm -hmm. and 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 it's very 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 profitable and you're but you are still you still have a conductor's baton in your hand, which is thus the four-hour work week, which is why, and this is my final point here, mm -hmm. I can't stand when people talk about passive income because I just don't believe it. The only it's passive true. income that I know about is interest income, where you put money into an, not even the stock market because you got to check that, mm -hmm. interest income and a CD or something like that, that's passive. That's right, and that's fair. That's really good. So I'm going to back up and explain um, a little bit. I started to talk about this in the intro too, about you know the the land investing part. You can and you should get to this point. The land academy stuff, everything else that we do, that's not a four-hour work week, but that's and that's okay. So and, and and I want to talk about too what equipment I need. What do I need to do this from the road? So first of all. You want it the four-hour work week like we do. How does this all start? First of all, what do you got to do day one? You got to set your acquisition criteria. What do you, what do you like Jack talked about? You got to think about how hard do I want to work? How many deals I want to do? What do I want these deals to yield kind of thing? And that's my acquisition criteria. Got it. Um, that's minutes, right? Next you got to do is where are these properties? I got to figure out where they are. So I know where to send my mail. That's called trolling. That This is all Jack's side of the sheet, by the way. So this is this, the front end stuff that he does. Feel free to interrupt me or add or change. I know you do. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's Jack stuff. And really he does have it down. And I, and I, I joke about the 30 minutes, you know what it is in truth that he's always trolling. That's yeah. the thing about Jack, you know, that's, and that's the thing about land Academy, why people are, are, are with us because we're really focused. We're investors with you. I'm not, I'm an investor first. We both are. That's our core bread and butter our business and we try to stay ahead of everything to make sure we have the latest and greatest data make sure we're spotting trends in areas and learning to even identify trends so we can come back and teach you and show you how to do this so you too your business will thrive like ours um cool <laughs> watching somebody bigger than us roll by yeah. on their way out of town like okay um 
So anyway, that's that's our thing. So Jack's part is that so he's always kind of trolling. I say thirty minutes, you know, but it's it's thirty minutes here, thirty minutes there. For him, I think he loves it. He's always on his phone, looking at areas. We we know our acquisition criteria, um, or we know what's within our uh, threshold. Let's say, and I'm going to say our current acquisition our acquisition criteria is pretty much always what's the hottest am i right yeah so it's gonna change if we see we see a lot of things selling in the seventy five thousand dollar range i'm now i'm gonna tailor my stuff there if i see a lot of things selling in the hundred and ten thousand dollar range i'm gonna tailor it there i usually don't go too small because i don't want to swim in that pool you know kind of thing i don't want to deal with that it's going to be in the in the healthy pool where i know i'm going to make a good profit i'm not going to jump up and down for $9,000 profit. I will jump up and down for $90,000 profit. That's the stuff I look for and, and above. So so that's, you know, the kind of the first things you're thinking about. And, okay, and think about this. And as I go through this, I'm going to tell you what equipment you need. What do you need to do this? A phone. That's it. A phone. You, you don't even need Wi-Fi. You have a, your phone has internet. You know, you have your hotspot. You have whatever. You can be sitting there at a restaurant or uh, waiting to get on a plane or, you know, at lunch and bored. And you could be trolling and going, huh, we just drove through that area. I th- I look at this. I just noticed some things. And I look, I look on the other side of the ridge. I notice this jotting down on my phone, those zip codes. I'm going to look those up later. Okay. So that's a little bit of what you need to do. Then you come back. Now you're settled. Whether you're in a hotel room, whether you're on your boat, whether you're in your rig parked, you know, you're going to spend a little time again on your phone, you know, looking deeper. But now you're going to get your laptop out and start really looking at these areas and looking at how many properties are for sale. This is all part of the trolling that we teach in Land Academy. Um, and I'm going to go on a little faster because I have a lot to cover. There's 10 steps to buying and selling a piece of land successfully, converting whatever it ends up being, buy for 30, sell for 100. There's 10 steps that have to happen. The vast majority, uh, maybe with the exception of one or two, can be outsourced by, and you have two choices here, they can be outsourced to people who work for you, which is uh, at this age and with our experience level, our first choice, or they can be outsourced to uh, unrelated third parties. Right. You Which know, is the I, next phase after you troll and you've got your zip yeah, codes and all that, that. Is that what you're going toward mm-hmm. here? Okay, exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead so, yeah, thank you. So, we've got that part out of the way. Is, trolling is something that I don't think you can outsource. You have to decide where you're going to set That's it. what I'm saying. So, I'm saying, I'm going to identify in the four-hour work week who does what and what you okay, need. Good, good. So, yeah. So, that let me, I'll, I'll, are you asking me to speed it up a little bit? Uh-uh. Okay. Because <laughs> I could go for a long time on this. So, all right. I will. I will. I'll, I'll keep you on track. Okay. I'll try to go at a healthy pace. So, the next step. Okay. that That's something you should do right it's for our work week focus on that now you've got your stuff you run what we have what we call a regular green test you've done this at your computer you really zeroed in on the areas you've zeroed in on what's hot you know exactly what size you know exactly where to where to where you want to do it this is the next step is outsource this piece that's what jack was getting to whether you have someone on your team that you have trained or they've learned from us or you use our people, which is our concierge data, which you get through offers2owners.com, offers in the number two, owners.com. And you say, I need these six zip codes. I want everything from two to 10 acres, fill in the blank, and then all the little criteria that you want in there. I need that data pulled. I need it scrubbed. And I need it, I need comps in there. I need it ready to go so I can set the pricing. 
how great is that? And it's kind of that fast. So think, I mean, now you're off doing whatever you want. Again, this is a four hour work week. Let them do all that work. Cue it up for you. Now you get back, you know, it's 24, 48 hours later. You need to review that. You set your pricing, what percentage you want to come in at. I want to price these at 25% of that number. I want these at 22% of that number and these at 18% of that number, whatever those it is. Are, those are very, um, exempl- they're examples of how to price. Right. Please don't price your mailer that way. It's it could very, be 33. Very, very customized. Yeah. yeah. Could whatever be you want. It could be whatever you need, whatever you're Pricing going for. Pricing is not, not why we're here today to talk no. about this. But anyway, you're giving them, you're going to give them percentage. You're going to check them. I want you to eyeball them, spot check them, and let them do the work, by the way. And then, this is outsourced again. Are you handwriting any letters? Nope. Are you, you know, doing all that? Nope. You already have set up, like we do, a, a company, for, you know, offers to owners is our company, our direct mail company, because this, we got tired of people that not, I didn't have to, yeah. I'd explain it all the time. They didn't get what we're doing and it wasn't as cheap. So we created that for you. So anyway, the mail goes out. So again, for our work week, I didn't do that. I haven't done really done anything yet. He did. I kind of haven't. So. Which is the way it should be. I like that. Exactly. Now. Here come the offers. Oh, wait a minute. I'm on the road, Jill. I, what do I do? I, my, my phone, the phone, the stuff's coming back. So what? Don't do it. You know, if you're new, right, I want you to learn how to do this. I want you to understand about these sellers and things like that. But in a perfect world, you're not taking the calls. And you, and we'll talk about more about that in a minute, the value of a live person versus, um, you know, Google Voice. Um, but you've got something like Pat Live set up. So you're on the road. The calls are coming in. The mail hit. Yay. The mail's going somewhere else. You're not even dealing with that. And we that's more on another show. You have that outsourced. And But at the end of the day. She, she means a, you know, a UPS store mm-hmm. or a PO box, not necessarily the, the USPS PO box, but mm-hmm. someplace where your mail is going and it's either getting scanned in and getting to you mm-hmm. or it's being physically packed up and put into a FedEx package, which is what, how we do it. And we get all the mail for all the companies in one place, and especially when we're on the road here, we receive the package. Mm -hmm. There we go. So that would be it. So, and then the the phone calls, which is the majority of it, honestly, especially in the beginning, the majority of it's phone calls. And that's uh, Pat Life, you know, or some other unrelated third party, you know, that's answering the phones for you. And at the end of the day, you're getting a report of here's the 12 calls that came in today and you get to look them over and go, Ooh, like it, like it. You get to listen to them. Yeah, that too. Pick the ones you want. And then the next segment, four hour work week, next day, that night, whatever is, whatever you is best for you. Now you're calling these sellers back and putting together the deal. I'm going to skip along the top. I'm not going to go through into great detail. Or deciding about, you don't want to do them. Right. You're, you're going to see if there's a deal there. That's what I'm saying. Seller. You're doing your due diligence, calling back, and doing the deal. That is not something you can outsource. Correct. That is the massive magic sauce that Joe brings to this entire situation is, is her calling, returning these calls and creating a deal very many times where there wasn't one when the per- person picked up the phone Sometimes. in the first place. Sometimes that's true. So, um, the, like, and what Jack's saying is it would be a situation like the message to us is go jump in a lake. Your number's nuts. Um, I want at least this. So that's good. 
you know, you want to sell. So the next day I'm, well, then I first, I do my due diligence and the next day I'm calling them back and going, we need to talk about the price. This is me, mm. whatever you and I work out. And that's a whole nother she conversation. Makes, she's a deal maker. Thank you. So what tools do I need? Phone and a laptop. There we go. Now, um, so now we've got some deals. Let's just, let's just zip along here for our work week. I'm opening escrow and letting them do their thing. I'm putting escrow with the seller. I'm still going to manage it a little bit, you know, a couple times a week, either myself or my staff, right? For you, the for for you, it's going to be you in the beginning, you know, kind of babysitting at least two times a week, touching all these people. But again, you could do this on the four-hour work week. You got three deals you're working on right now. That's two. That's six phone calls a week that you could do to make sure is everything going okay? Do you need anything from me? Did you get in touch with the seller? Okay, we're waiting on title. Got it. Thanks talk to you on Thursday. That's it. And you know, and then you need, and then eventually now we're wiring the money, you know, in 10 days from now, again, phone and a laptop and now you own it. And by the way, on this, this time while you're waiting to own it, remember we talked about the question that Andre had, you've already got an agent lined up mm -hmm. because one of your rest stops was calling a couple agents in these areas and lining up who you like and getting a idea of the price. So, you know, when it closes, you're picking up the phone and going, all right, ready, go get those pictures done or get the drone shot. If you don't have them already, get that baby listed, you know, hopefully by tomorrow, let's go. And you're not doing it for our work week. They're doing the work. They're getting all the stuff. They're writing the posting. You just sit back. And again, you're rolling around while these properties are being sold. And then you're going to get, you know, at the end of the day, you got, oh, look, we got a offer on this one. Awesome. I need to sign this. Excellent. If you don't know how great DocuSign is and you're not using it like all the time, there you go. So we DocuSign the, uh, the sales agreement from the broker. We're cruising around. We're three states over by now. We're working on trolling and sending mail for another area while this one's being sold. Are you following me here? And then the, only, and then the last piece that will need something from you will be a physical signature when you sell it on that deed. And so how great are these mobile notaries yep. so they will come to you i showed Wherever a picture on i on my live thing so there's two options by the way mobile notaries are awesome they will absolutely come to your rv they think it's the coolest thing too and they've probably done it before you know yeah come on in you know you want a cup of coffee sure and we're going to do the signing right here and send them on their way it takes five ten minutes that's it um, and they'll overnight the, they'll overnight them back to the title company. Don't even think about it. Um, the other option is now with the online notaries, there are, um, I'm not going to get into detail now, but it just, you know, it exists. If you're really remote or it's something hard or whatever it is, you can do an online notary where you're holding up your ID. You're on it. You're on your phone, literally on your phone, holding up your ID. Documents have been scanned in for both of you and you click a button that, it, that you acknowledge it. And then that goes to the title company. So. This is all outlined uh, in several different incredibly detailed ways in Land Academy 3.0, which True. is the most recent program. It's flowcharted and color-coded. True. Uh, and so my, what I say in the program, and I'll, I'll say now, is that in the beginning, you need to do all this stuff yourself so that you can make really, really good choices about who to outsource it to uh, after your 10th deal. So you need to really learn and self-learn, and that's what this group is about. To talk to as many people as you can within our group, uh, utilize nice. Discord. Uh, go to please join our Thursday calls and ask all these questions and details about this. We're happy to to describe it. But what it all adds up to eventually, if you're into it and you want to go through the the learning curve, it ends up 
not working very hard and making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. We are uh, in our second or third now week in Career Path. Career Path is a program that Jill and I have where people have t are taking this very seriously. They want it to be their career or it, or it already is and they're scaling way up. And they have a surprising amount of healthy, detailed oriented questions about how can I stop working so hard? Yeah. Which is, uh, I started out with that notion. How can I stop working mm -hmm. as hard and, and uh, make more money? And the answer is is outsourcing and being a good conductor. Mm -hmm. And knowing what you should be working on. This is very possible. Yeah. Uh, it's very likely if you have the right personality and the right organization skills. And we have multiple, you know, hundreds of hundreds of, of current members that are doing it. Exactly. Let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, we need to take a look at a deal. Oh. Let's take another one. Uh, let's take a look at, at one of our favorite land acquisitions. So when you're from the on the road, you don't have necessarily have all the same equipment. Exactly. You might get a little confused. <laughs> let's take a look <laughs> at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member uh, member webinar. Pepin County, Wisconsin, six thousand bucks. Nice job. Let me let me back up here. Mm. The original offer was sixty two thousand and eighty seven dollars. Evan said, "I'll give you six thousand." That's where we are. There's access. One broker indicated that if access of the access can be established and recorded, it would sell for between 120, 140, which is obviously what you were thinking when you did your original stuff. And we would target between 80, 100,000 for a quick sale. It's 40 acres. Legal is a work in progress. Uh, owner is the one who calls. Everybody's alive. Um, this area is said to be good hunting land for turkey, especially deer. It'd be, this would be how the land would be sold. Most of the land in the media area is now buildable per state DNR regulations. So people in this area use it for hunting, a huge pastime in Wisconsin. He's 78 years old. He got it for $2,800 back in the mid seventies. He knows it's currently landlocked and the DNR won't allow any building in the area, but the area is used for hunting anyway by a broker waiting to hear back from others. I'll tell you, $6,000 for 40 acres in Wisconsin, uh, I would buy it. You can't the, and it's With no access. It's just hunting. Just sell it as hunting land and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at on data trade and it's got like a river going through it. Um, I just don't know how you'd access it. Even with access, the road's pretty far away. Look, this is what it is. And you're going to have to cross over other people's land, and they're probably never going to know. We can't check the FEMA map, but you know it's a drive. Forty acres. I'd still buy it. It's in a floodplain. You can check it on data tree. There's on the layers. Just mm. gonna flood the whole area is. Yeah. Hmm. For six thousand dollars, I would buy this. Would you, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, for six grand, obviously, I would try to figure out the accessing before, but I mean. What's the worst that could happen? You sell for 10 on eBay? <laughs> That's what we're right. You know. I would pick Minneapolis right here. We're going to sell it the first week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's worth 140 with access. I mean, gosh, that's that's worth just checking into for six grand, you know, trying mm -hmm. to figure it out. You know, I want to point out that people are often afraid of, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this person from 62,000 to what I really think it's worth, right? And Evan's a good example of the guy, I'm sure the, the guy knew, the guy paid $2,800 for it, right? The guy knows it has this problem, no one can build out there, um, the access issue, whatever. So he 
you just matter of factly state it and let it go. And, and like, he sounds like he was agreeable because he knows. So I, I guess my point is don't be afraid to just get it out there. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek of all this, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Cool. Okay, Andre wrote, I have a few signed purchase agreements. We went to the first one. He's now he's got several. I love this. What's the next step for getting deal funding? Do I need a memorandum? How do I protect myself? When do I open escrow? Things are moving. I'm a little lost at this point in the Which process. Which is totally natural and normal, and I understand it. And especially if it's working for you like this, you're going to have questions because you don't want to screw it up. Exactly. What followed Andre's question below this is multiple responses uh, to who to talk to, uh, multiple people who are in our group to fund yeah. deals. How much money do you need? You know? and, <laughs> and I've seen uh, the good funders that we have in our group yeah. will, will probably take Andre under their wing and say, this deal's great, this deal sucks, let's do this together, I'll fund your stuff until you have enough money where you don't need a funder, and experience where you don't need a funder anymore. I put Andre in here uh, for a reason. He is, I've never talked to him, I didn't even know about him until I was uh, writing the script, if you can call it that. He is a perfect example of self, he's self-taught, he watched Land Academy 3.0 probably 100 times, like most people. Got a mailer out, got a bunch of responses. What the hell do I do next? And that's very natural and normal, and he's doing the right thing. He's reaching out on Discord and, and utilizing all the tools that Joe and I put together mm -hmm. for a new person to succeed, Excellent. including other using other members to get deals done. Mm -hmm. Are we going to answer the question, or is that the answer to the question? That is the answer. Okay. I mean, you want to answer it? Go ahead. Okay, what's the next step to get deal funding? Reach out. Which if it's, if it's me, doing. if me, you go to landfunding.com and you just fill it out. It tells you exactly what I need. State, county, APN, purchase price. If you have a PA, attach it. You know, what do you know about the property? Things like that. All the stuff so I can go and look at it and go, oh, yeah, it is a good deal, Andre. Happy to do that with you right. kind of thing. So do I need a memorandum? Nothing yet. No, your funder will put it together. Exactly. Because everybody's different. Our yeah. memorandum's different than exactly. Everybody's. They'll have a they'll have a sweet little. Hopefully, like we do, it's ours is like a two page, one page. I think it's one and a half page, something like that. Agreement where just spelling out what you're doing, what I'm doing, who's going to be on the deed, you know, what I'm, you know, how it's going to go. That's kind of it. So how to protect myself. That will cover that. Cover it. Um, when I open escrow, anytime you want, you know, open. I'm a fan of opening escrow as soon as you know you're doing the deal. Yeah, like I don't know who's gonna well fund it yet. Let's just get it open yep. because I can change that. Like you can call your title company, Andre, and say just put it in my name for right now. Who's who's a buyer? And then and then in six days when you you and I get the deal together and I say okay, here's what's going to be. Then you just say hey, we're going to update the purchase agreement because we're now going to put it in this name. Okay, they Look, don't if care. You're, if you're brand new, I don't know, Andre, if you are not. Mm -hmm. If you're brand new and that process is intimidating to you, which I understand, then get, get do it with your funder. Yeah. You know, and I hope that you get the right funder in the beginning. You might not. You might go through a deal and the funder's not your personality type. Have a couple. But please understand this, and Jill's great about this. Uh, me, not so much. But <laughs> please understand that these first few deals are going to be painful like anything. That's the first time you ever do it. It's like, yeah, I why I can improve on this. I can improve on this, and I I can improve on this. Believe me, the first deals that I did, you know, I'll do a show on this sometime. The first four or five deals I did were an absolute train wreck, <laughs> but I made money, and you will too here. 
so different. It's just going to be uh, it's going to be so a car, different car crash of a disaster. Oh my god! My first field deals were fun. I learned a lot. That's I'm like, I, I mean. get better. Just great about this stuff. I never call him a train wreck. <laughs> It's, it's prop- like, tell me, like your first few relationships. Profitable train wreck. That's going to be the name of my next ebook. Great. I love it. Okay. Awesome. Today's uh, second topic is called mailer yield and how it's a direct result of who answers your, uh, your phones. Let me lead off with this. As Jack has mentioned, before it was me and before there was a team Let's go back, but let's go way back. Let's go back to the 90s. The 90s, this this person to my left was a one-man show. And so... Sad but true. <laughs> as the, you uh, were figuring this that's out. That's the profitable train wreck. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I understand the point now. Yes, you had no one to bitch with or about <laughs> or to or whatever you want to call it. So anyway, one-man show figuring out there's money in this. Like, what just happened? I bought this property off eBay. I dress, I, 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 I own it. I did what the guy told me. I own it. I sent it in for courting. Now, and then I went out and got better pictures. I got, and then I wrote a beautiful description, learned about the area, put it back on eBay, and sold it for three times or whatever it was. Twice. Twice. Sold it for double what I paid for it. Okay, there's something here. So that's the backstory. So um, the 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 point I'm trying to make is. Um, he was answering the phone back then. So he was the one when he, then when he figured out this whole thing, you know, fast forward past that, he was, that was him going out and finding a property, right? Just to test this. Fast forward to years later, figuring out, I'm just going to canvas areas and send out these offers to all these people that not even know I'm coming. Let's see what happens. And uh, by golly, it, it worked and still works. And you get calls back now. So the point of today's second topic is, these calls are coming back from these sellers that you sent out offers to, like the, what we do. And you, who answers the phone makes a difference. Think no, of, no, no. It's not makes a difference. Who answers the phone it's critical. is an absolute, non-optional, True. critical piece to this entire business model. Hold on a second. I want to drive this point home. You know the band journey. And you know Steve Perry. You've all, every single person. If you don't, then you have bigger. Land Academy is not your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> For a very long time, most people don't know this. I only know this because I'm, I'm very. I grew up in the '70s. Journey didn't have Steve Perry, and they cut a lot of records, and they they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. The composition was great. The go, these guys can sing. Same thing with Van Halen. Well, one day they cut a record and Steve Perry's on it and it's, and it's an international smash hit, like five or six of the songs, the ones that we hear all the time. It's 2023. We you can't walk into a dreams. bar without hearing or the same songs. Or a hockey game. Or a hockey game. So they got a lead singer. They mm-hmm. got somebody to answer their phones. That, that, that is the completion. Jill completed this business model. Thank you. So we've had many people in, in a career path, and we may or may not have people in career path right now who are very technically oriented like I am and believe that this is not a component that's necessary. That They believe something like this. Uh, okay, Jack, you say he's got to send out 5,000 letters to get a deal or 7,500 to get a deal. Well, that's great. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to send out 25,000 letters. No one's going to answer the phone. 
and I'm going to get a couple of purchase agreements signed back and I'm going to go on my merry way because the numbers still work. I'm telling you, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You have to answer the phone. There's so many things involved. When Jill answers the phone or she returns the calls that when Pat Live, am I taking over your topic here? No, it's fine. When Pat Live answers, actually answers the phone and then Jill gets those messages and returns those calls, she creates deals. And at the same time, she's learning about a new area. She's talking to all these people and putting the deal together. And she's deciding, and maybe it's subconscious, whether or not we're going to send another mailer there. Mm-hmm. Does she like the people that are on the other end of the phone? Do they act like New Yorkers? Or do they act like they're from Arkansas? You know, you choose which one where you'd rather do a deal. And so there's so how to work much stuff involved. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was just talking about this in Career Path. If I... If you've ever been to business school or taken any online classes, I don't from zero to to a hundred. There's a critical point in every business where you deliver something to a customer in exchange for value. In uh, most cases, it's money. Mm-hmm. In healthcare, it's that bedside delivery of sitting down with a patient or uh, somebody who's whatever they need and delivering that with the care that they need. Most doctors really dismally fail at that. They're just technical people. They made it through medical school. They didn't make it through psychology school. This is the critical point of of customer delivery. Your customer is that seller. The person who buys a property, the real estate agent is going to deal with that. And the property, you buy it so cheap anyway that there's no real value added to talking to a buyer, in my opinion. There's a huge amount of value for somebody like Jill where she's sitting and talking to a seller and meeting that person from where they're coming, whether it's their price or their the fact that their uh, spouse may have died and they, they're making this sometimes difficult decision to sell property and they don't understand value or the process. She's delivering all that. So this person who, uh, in your case, if you're new, you're going to answer the phone or who's a deal maker is absolutely critical to this. I know because I had Jill's job and I didn't do it right for a very, very, very long time. That was the point I was going to make. Oh, sorry. So I did take your topic. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you rather talk to? Him? Yeah. Or me? Or who would you rather listen to right now? You see that stupid speech I just gave? Or me. Yeah, exactly. No, and well, though, that that was beautiful, and I love it, and thank you very much for saying that. And some people incorrectly even think that Google Voice will do the job, think they have a great voicemail. Please don't do that. So that's it. I just want to just, you know... Hit this home. You need to have a live body, preferably nice, sweet. Um, can re- people can relate to them, and someone who can control the conversation, because the goal here is in three minutes or less to f- calm everybody down if they're hot, or just figure out where they're coming from. That's it. Do they really want to sell, and does your price work for them? And if not what price does not retail what let's be honest here you know who i am i know who you are i'm just a sweet little investment company this is all i do you know so whatever deal you and i cut it's our deal i'm not an agent not a broker you know what and and i've got cash ready to go i i love your property what let's what number would really make you okay with all this and make you happy and that would work for me too and and your so your goal is all right Jill, I know you offered 18. I got to pay off this stupid thing I'm staring at. Make it 25 and you can have it. Um, all right. Let me call you back tomorrow. I'm going to see if I can make 25 work. That's it. That's how these things should go. We have go. a couple, couple personality, basic personality types in our group. 
right. uh, hundreds and hundreds of successful people, they have one of two basic personality types. Number one, they have some type of lifelong corporate sales or, or they're, they don't know it yet. If they're young and new, mm -hmm. they don't know it yet, but they have Jill's personality. They're very successful and they're very, they're a pleasure to deal with and um, pretty quiet about their success in general, which is one of the things I love about career path because we get to know those types of people mm -hmm. and, and they'll say stuff, yeah, that's great, you know, that's how you guys do it, but this is how I answer the phone and, and why this works so well mm -hmm. and why we're trying to scale from, you know, $100,000 a month to $500,000 a month. And then there's the second type, which is more my personality where they are obsessed with mailer yield, how to get a mailer out, how to price it, uh, and I have to tell you along the comments that I'm saying uh, that I said earlier, all of that and, and all the money that's associated with, let's say, setting out a 10,000 unit mailer, which is going to cost you, you know, six, six grand will be wasted unless you have somebody on your team yeah. or you can muster up the spirit, which is honestly what I did for right. before Jill and I joined forces. Uh, you can just just act your way through it. Uh, it will all be wasted and you will eventually quit because you're not getting getting we can talk about mailer yield well, and, and all of that stuff till we're blue that's until the person on my right right makes deal makes deal out of, out of my mailer makes that, deals out of my mailer so that's the downside that's what can happen we've had people where they're like oh i had a mailer i had a mailer flop i'm like what do you mean you had a mailer flop you know because i don't care if you overpriced it or underpriced it who'd you talk to what's in those things oh i didn't talk to anybody i just <laughs> nobody left a message it was a flop i'm like are you flipping kidding me do you didn't you didn't call them back well no they hung up <laughs> Like what the heck? <laughs> let's let's go back through your list, shall we? I'll bet I can get something in there, and I can, and I have, and I've done that. So you know what? This is my thing here too. You need to you need to be available, or somebody does, and take these calls and work with these people and talk through this stuff. I don't. I seriously do not believe because the best thing that could be here's the pos here's the two. You think you have a nailer flop? It's usually you think, oh, I priced it too low. Everybody hated That's right. me. My personality so type thinks that. So flipping what? You had 35 phone calls this week. Then you need to call some of them back. You have 30. You know, even if you had 35 sucky phone calls, you got their stuff out of them because some of them said, "Take me off your list." It's reference number one, two, three, four, five. Great. Go look at one, two, three, four, five. You know, he was hopping mad on Tuesday. So what? Let's look at it. Let's call him on Friday. Like, you know what? I looked at your property again and I realized it might be worth more than I offered you. And, and I want to talk about that. Great. Beautiful example, Joe. That's it. This is how you create a deal yeah. out of anger. Why would I Great would example. absolutely take that call? Wouldn't you? Sure. You'd be like, yeah, damn right. It's too low. Let's talk. Okay, great. Well, what did I miss? And next thing you know, you're having a great conversation about this person and you're putting about this mm -hmm. property and you guys are putting a deal together. That's it. So that's the thing when people say, oh, I did it too low. All right. Now we can recover from that one. Okay. Here's the other scenario. Oh boy. Did I overprice? I offered everybody retail plus 10%. <laughs> Which has happened. This has happened. I've, I've done that. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> fantastic. Now everybody loves you. So instead of the 13 or, you know, however many 
the 30 calls you had this week, you had 200. <laughs> you had 200 Great. people that love you. More you. chances to do so, deals now. Exactly. So, so what? Might take Let's, more than uh, four hours a week. To get, this is to get true to on that. that. But you know what? And that could be your business model. I don't know. I just, but I don't, I don't think that that would be a time waster. So I don't want that to be your business model. But anyway, you goofed. So what? Go back through those 200. Get a VA to help you. Go through and say, I need to know which ones have access. I need to know this about this one. I need to know this about this one. And then you can look at them and go, you know what? Of these 200, I really like these 20. I'm going to call these people back. And I'm going to have that tough conversation. That could be your business model. It could. I'm not recommending this. This is your business Don't. model. It's because it's, it's a lot, a lot of work. Of, it's too much work. It's a, too much work. But that could be someone's business model. Do a VA to screen them and then you call back that. These have all the six and a half, seven A's mm-hmm. that we're come up with another one now. Anyway, and you call him back and go, hi, I, my name is Jill. And yes, I got your, I got your voicemail or I got your message. You talked to someone on my team the other day about your property. Um, we need to talk. Um, I, I looked over your property and it is fantastic. And I know you were all excited about the $225,000 I offered. <laughs> I laugh because I've done this. <laughs> Um, and I, I realized when I was going, when I originally sent out the offer to you, I thought it has this, this, and this, and I realized it doesn't have those, but again, I do like it. So that 225, I I can't do, but I can do 25. And if that works, I am ready to go. And then let them give them a minute. And we, we'll talk more about that. And we have talked more about that. And I do talk about that all the time with Land Academy. How to go from $225,000 to $25,000. You can do it. And I'm going to tell you, they probably expect it. They know. If you offer retail plus 10%, they probably know something's wrong. Or they think, they think you know something that they don't know. Like, is Amazon moving in next door? And you're going to tell them, no, Amazon's not moving in next door. That's not what happened. I really goofed in, but here's what I can do. You should teach a class. I do teach a class. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) So anyway, that's how you recover from that one. I think that I don't without now we're going to go into dead horse territory. If we talk about this more, I think you guys got it. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Woody the Steel, Jefferson County, Missouri. Accepted offer price $45,802. Thinks we can sell it for $75,000. 7.36 acres. Yes, on the axis. Would like to get it cheaper. Not sure how much. Houses are next door. Utilities nearby. Great access, road frontage on two sides. How great is that? Jeez, wow. it's 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 a bad <laughs> Thursday. That's yeah, what this is. it is. That's great. Okay, so everybody's alive, um, close to the town, forty-five minutes drive from St. Louis. So one similar size, five and a half acres smaller, listed nearby for sixty-seven five. One month on market, has a thousand views. Reached out to the listing agent, still waiting on his opinion. Same price per acre would make this one 90,000. So he's thinking 75 is realistic and that one's smaller. 6.8 for 60,000, five, and then it goes to five acres to a hundred. Click on one. This is Missouri. So let's click on the cheapest one, seven acres for 175. That's good. Oh. All right. So I don't sound like a broken record here. It looks like it's priced right. Yeah. The property itself is awesome. It is. Like, what is this for? Oh, what are these houses? Yes, yeah, right. 350. On the property's right next door, and it's the acreage is smaller. Mm-hmm. Six thousand square feet. Is that right? Wow. One bedroom, six thousand square feet. 
<laughs> that's a barn. One bath. 2008. Three acres. So that's a fantastic it's a indication to me that this is a great deal. You got to get a broker, but man, it sure looks it. good. That's good. Julie, you have something inspirational to share. Yes. After all that, <laughs> <laughs> this is all from this week. I had some really valuable, awesome, interesting conversations between Career Path and the live webinar that I did. It was so much fun. And one of the little takeaways that I, I was thinking about the webinar that I did was the one or two people that jumped up and, and joined Land Academy while I was doing the webinar and because I had a special going on at that moment. And it was sweet because one of the persons said uh, a version of, I just found you guys. I've actually been on the road. I've listened to like 10 hours of your podcast in the last two days. And I get it. And I am in. And I love that. And that's, that's, I do a version of that. And so yeah, my inspiration, my, my note to myself was digging in on what sings to you. When you find something like that and it really makes sense to you and in it, and you're, passionate about it you know I, I do that too and I encourage you to dig in you shouldn't you, but something is too hard you know like our, you know what I'll give you a story I'll give you a backstory here kind of like where we are with this RV this whole process we've been trying to get a bigger RV for at least six months I'm gonna say oh, maybe geez. longer yeah, about a year that we've been thinking about upgrading our RV but nothing made sense he liked it I didn't I liked it he didn't the deal worked for him not for me you know or vice versa it was too far there was just everywhere I went there was something that wasn't we knew we needed a bigger RV and we knew we both were on the same page about that we kind of knew the manufacturer we were still kind of yeah, open we agreed on that we kind of did um, about the quality we kind of agreed on that research but the actual rig and the dollar amount and the floor plan and the size none of that we were sure about so but this rig we owned it we traveled three states over and owned it in seven days we both just it uh -huh. made, we, we it sunk to from us. finding it I'm it, like, oh, it checked I, every box. I think this is the one. Every single one. Exactly. So that's a version. That's what happened to us where we, it just clicked. So maybe you listening now, maybe it's Land Academy, maybe it's something else. But I just want to talk a minute about trusting your gut and your head, knowing that, oh, this is right. This clicks and just going for it. And when you when something clicks and it connects with you and then as you move forward in the process as everything starts to fall into place then you know you're on the right path and i want you to keep on going with it like so found the rig he liked it i called I knew who to call. It was a sweet girl who made this sweet video showing the rig. It was her phone number she answered the phone. Uh Okay, I like this girl, right and we can communicate. Too, yeah. So that's that's a, a another like, huh? It's all going in the right direction. Things are falling into place. Now we're talking money. I'm like, all right, here's the deal. I've I've got this trade in, and it, so 
they'll take our trade in. Okay, there's another positive thing in the right direction. And the last thing is, how much is the difference? What was the gap? <laughs> and it was acceptable to me. Yeah, I said, so how close honest, can you get Jill, to this? Jill wouldn't have cared what number that was. I do care. <laughs> I do up. care, but We're there was a team. number that we needed to get to. I'm like, how close? And then we had a number that we together agreed upon. If it's in this range, we're moving forward. And then it was. And then, like I said, so that's my thing. So whatever it is that you're moving forward or you're doing, um, whether it's Land Academy or something else with your life, um, trust your gut, trust your head. And those extra steps, if they keep go- if there's green light, green light, green light, keep on going. I have an anecdote, too, and it's not as positive. Oh, are you just going <laughs> to undo what I just did? No, I'm going to be very realistic about this. Okay, go ahead. Because there's something that you said within all those words that you just said. That's really, really important to that really important to understand. It has to sing to your head and to your heart. So when I was very young, starting out, long before I even knew that I was going to be involved in land or real real estate or anything, I knew I wanted to be wealthy. Oh. And so that thought, it was in my soul and in my in my head. Mm. That thought can lead you to not the best decisions. Uh, that same thing like with a girl you know you meet a great girl it's all everybody's on their best behavior yep this sinks to me i'm gonna dig in on this and then day, date number two or three or four mm-mm. it's just you know again it's a tra- train wreck without the profit so you got to make sure that there's a balance between your head and your heart uh and, define, and your gut and def- yeah and your gut and define what sings to you like because you can't just say um i really like how that girl looks and she's singing to me two out of three or you know i really want to be rich so i like this girl she's pretty but boy she expensive (laughs) or i I really 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 want to be uh wealthy and uh you know selling cocaine uh, sinks to me yeah you see what i'm saying yeah that's true you don't want to just follow either your head or your heart yeah it needs to be both or Or have like women are better at having feelings like if, you, if it's the That's, right feeling, then you, there's a chance it might sing to you eventually. But still, you ha- your head has to say okay too. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Jack, so hopefully you didn't bring mine down. You didn't bring it down. That was actually good. You to thank you. But uh, so what is your, what do you have uh, informational to share with us today? I'm heavily into the research slash writing portion of pre-launching a company that I'm going to launch later this year called Manplan, M-A-N-P-L-A-N. You are launching? Pretty much. Well, we're both going to do it, I guess. I guess we're going to do it Uh, together. We don't know yet, but I I hope it's both of us. I may be invited. I may not. It depends on if it sings to his head and his heart and his gut. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of derogatory things I could say right now. Ah, Right now, it might be zero out of the three. (laughs) A substantial portion of Manplan is about helping people uh, help, helping each gender understand each other and helping people um, convert those feelings of, let's say, I want to be rich uh, to, okay, how am I going to be rich? I, we, we're all covered that we want to be that way or wealthy, I should say. Now, how am I going to do it? Successful. And so there's a lot of concepts that I'm, that I'm uh, reading about, a lot of great material out there that's non-schlocky, that's not self-help stuff. It's actual real concepts like, hey, consider this. Uh, great, another great example of, uh, and I'll define self-liquidating debt because it's new to me. Mm-hmm. I just learned about it this week. Another great example is I just read this sentence: um, middle class people who can't break that break the the veil of getting out of the middle class into an upper class, and I only mean uh, wealth by that. Mm-hmm. Um, pay their taxes first, and then they pay their bills. Wealthy people 
pay their bills first, and then after all that expense, pay taxes. That's sung to me. So there's all kinds of things that I'm researching, and I'm kind of inadvertently plugging Manplan here. If you want to go to Manplan now and type your email address in and get notified as this thing gets released, it, it's available to do that. Mm-hmm. Self-liquidating debt is a really cute name for something that we've all known about. I've always known about this as a recovering accountant, but I never heard this phrase. So we're all familiar with debt, and all of us are mostly familiar with how bad it is. I go buy an expensive car, brand new. We've all made that mistake, mm-hmm. and then I got to pay all the pay all these fees and all the stuff that's associated with it. And you know, it's always worth less than what I owe, and you never right. get out of that. That's just tertiary debt. It's terrible. Same thing with the mortgage. Sometimes you get out of that okay. More often than not, uh, this day and age, I, I really think if you do all the math, not so much. If you go and buy an apartment building and you utilize a rational amount of debt at a great rate and the deal works and the debt service coverage is okay and all of that, this is the stuff we'll talk about in Man Plan. It's okay to take some debt out on that because it's self-liquidating. The actual first month's rent that you collect out of that new apartment building, if you do the deal right, covers the debt. And then is it really debt? It's tied to the building, not you. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, if it's non-recourse debt. So there's no damage in doing self-liquidated debt. So I guess my big picture point is here, and maybe this isn't, oh, it's informational, not inspirational. Jill's inspirational. I'm informational. Think about this stuff when you start, when before you sign your name about what's really, really happening. Tertiary debt's bad. Self-liquidating debt can be great. It can be a great tool to move you through the cycles uh, of, of wealth. Thank you. And she just fell asleep. Oh, I totally zoned out. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.